Hey, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. We've been talking about becoming the person you want to be. And oh my gosh, you do want to do that, right? And we have dreams, and we have hopes, and we have wishes. And I want to seed you with this thought today, that those dreams are possible. It's possible for you to live in that. It's possible for you to walk in that. Because all things are possible with Jesus, aren't they? So, I want to encourage you today to believe in your dream. Not just to think it's, oh, this is like something that... Wouldn't it be nice? But that you really can live this dream. You know, that's the way God works in our lives. Do you realize that? God works this way. Everything begins with a dream. Everything. Think about it this way. Before a builder can build a a building, whether it's a hotel or a high rise or a home, he's got to have a plan. He's got to envision something. That plan is, that's what I'm talking about. It's a dream. A movie You know, they don't just happen accidentally. Somebody actually writes a script. The script is the working out of a dream. And this guy is envisioning as he writes, uh, you know, he's envisioning certain actors acting the parts. I know because I write novels and and books and, and, uh, you know, I'm envisioning people playing these parts, etc. But it's a plan. It's a dream. Even God, when he was creating the earth, had a plan. He was working out a plan. Here's what I mean. For instance, God said, let there be light. And he spoke it. And the Bible says, it was so. But he wouldn't have ever said, let there be light, if he didn't have an idea of what light would be. That was a plan. He said, let there be light. He said, let there be waters. He said, let there be trees. Let there be birds. He's even quite poetic about it sometimes. He goes, let the birds fly above the expanse of the heavens. You know, I mean, it's a very graphic image in his head of what he's creating, what he wants to come to pass. And that's a dream. That's a dream. So really, God is the original dreamer. And God works through dreams, including the dreams that he plants in our hearts. You know, God did this great thing when he created human beings. He gave us free will. I mean, sometimes it seems like we wish we didn't have it. Honestly, when I was a baby Christian and I would do things I didn't really want to do, I would think, why did God give me this choice? But, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing to have a choice. For instance, when God made human beings, he had a dream for that as well. And he said, let us, that's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit talking to each other, let us make mankind in our image. So he made us not to be like the birds, Not to be like the fish, not to be like a tree or a plant, but to be like him, a spirit in nature, but also to have free will, freedom of choice. So God had a dream for us and he created human beings according to his dream and he gave us free will, volition in our lives. And that's a wonderful thing. But now with this free will, God can't just force us to do what he wants us to do. He asks us, right? He can't force us to become a Christian. He invites us. That's the way God works. So God has a dream for us. He wants each of us to be saved, but he has to sow the seed of that dream into our lives and make us want to be saved. People have got a witness to us, etc., etc., and we have to choose to be born again. 
And this is the way God works in everything that he does. God is a dreamer, works through dreams. And this is an interesting scripture, and I love this verse. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works within you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So in other words, God works inside of you to do his will. That is, he plants the dream in your heart. I think T.L. Osborne said it this way. God drops a dream into your heart, and then he stands back to see what you're going to do with it. That's how he operates. So, you know, you might think, there are certain dreams that I have. And I'm not just talking about the shallow dreams. I'm talking about the deep dreams of our heart. And those dreams are really, I think, the Holy Spirit working in you to try to give you the blueprint for what God wants to do in your life. Now, I'm going to start with a simple one. When I was a young teenager, I had a dream of being married. I know, I'm a dude. You're not supposed to want that. You're supposed to want to be king of the world or at least the best football player in America. But I really had a dream of having a good and a happy marriage. I wanted to be married. Uh, my mom used to say, oh, David, you're just in love with love. Well, maybe I was. But, you know, I also think that God was working within my heart. And I remember when I went to college, my campus chaplain's name's Bob Stamps. Wonderful man, Robert Stamps. Oh, an example for my life. Anyway, Bob Stamps, I told him one day, I said, you know, Bob, I... I just really want to have a happy marriage. And he said, well, you will then. I think what he was saying then is you'll put out the effort, not only to be married, but to make it a good marriage, a happy marriage, a loving marriage, where people are good to each other and kind to each other, and thoughtful and fulfill God's will for their lives. Well, see, I think that was just God working within my heart. He wanted me to be married. He had a plan, I think, for a certain person for me to be married to. And... He put the desire and the dream in my heart to have that. And that was his way of working out that vision in my life. And that's what I have today, an awesome marriage with Diane Stearman. Oh, yeah, you can't marry the best one. I've already married the best one anyway, but you can have the best one for you. The same God put the dream into my heart to be a, a singer and a recording artist. And, you know, I listened to that dream not It wasn't like God was standing up in heaven saying, Thou shalt be a recording artist. No, he was saying, Hey, David, I put these talents in you, the ability to sing, the ability to write songs. Wouldn't it be fun to do that for a living? He put that dream in my heart, and I believed that that dream was possible. And I began to work toward fulfilling that dream, and that dream came to pass. In the same way, after that dream was fulfilled, and, and working, God dropped the dream into my heart to begin to preach and to be a missionary. And uh, I, I applied the same principles there. I, I, it was a desire of my own heart, but it was God giving me an invitation at the same time, saying, wouldn't this be great to do this? And I caught the dream and I went for it. And I'm walking in that dream come true today. Now, this is what God did with Abraham. God wanted Abraham to become the father of a great nation, and more than that, of many nations. But first of all, a nation has got to have a place to live, right? So God told Abraham to leave the place he originally lived in, which was called Ur of the Chaldees. And he told him to go to a land that he would show him, and, and Abraham went and he began traveling to the land. And when he got to the land of Canaan, 
God wanted to sow the idea into Abraham's heart that this is the land that the people that descended from him were going to live in. So God took Abraham up to a high place. And God said to him, this is Genesis 13, verses 14 and 15. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from Lot was one of his relatives, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you. So God here was trying to impart to Abraham his dream, God's dream, to make it Abraham's dream also. And Abraham caught the vision and Abraham stayed in that land and he dwelt in that land, the Bible says, and that was the beginning. But you know, there was another part to that, a great nation coming from you. You have to be able to have kids and Abraham couldn't have kids. And it was very depressing for him and for Sarah and both of them were uh, kind of bummed about this. And I know this because in Genesis chapter 15, next chapter, starting in verse 1, God says this, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, and he said, Don't be afraid, Abraham. I'm your shield and your very great reward. I think it was hinting at something. He said, Everything that I've told you I'll do, I'll do. But Abram said, uh, Lord, that's not really possible. I mean, what can you give me? He said, Since I remain childless, and the person that's going to inherit my whole estate is this guy, Eliezer of Damascus. That was one of Abraham's servants. And Abraham said, you've given me no children, so a servant from my household is going to be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is from your own flesh and blood will be your heir. And God took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And Abraham believed the Lord. Now, I think it's very interesting. God, again, tried to sow a visual image into Abraham to make him believe that his dream really could come true. It's good when our dream has something to grab hold of and a physical image it can really be helpful in this way. Maybe you've heard of vision boards. That's what a vision board's all about. You know, like you want to become healthy and strong, so you 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 put up a cork board and uh, and then you maybe pin pictures of strong people on it or something. And that that actually is an effective technique. It sows into your spirit by way of your eyes what is possible for you, and it kind of feeds that. And that's what God was doing with Abraham here. Is trying to feed the vision. And I think the specific images that God gave Abraham to envision are kind of interesting. Abraham lived in a tent. His people lived in tents. They were like a small tent town, you might say, or a tent city, because he had a lot of livestock. And they wandered through this land, grazing their sheep. So Abraham, you know, didn't live in a house like we live in. They sat outside at night under a fire. They cooked their food. And one thing Abraham was well acquainted with were the stars. So God said to Abraham, look at those stars. That's what, that's how many kids you're going to have. And then later God tells Abraham, your offspring are going to be like the dust of the earth or the sand of the seashore in multitude. Huh. 
two other things that Abraham was well acquainted with, sand and dust. These were things that Abraham could look at every day. And every time he saw them, they would bring back that thought. My kids are going to be like that in number. I'm going to have that many offspring. And the Bible says that Abraham believed the Lord. We mentioned he believed the Lord. And so Abraham believed God. And then he did have the single child. And from there, he went on to have more children. And then those children had children. And he became a great nation. But it didn't stop there. Because Abraham's name was actually originally Abram, which means exalted father, and was changed to Abraham, which means father of many nations. When Jesus came and people began to be born again, they all became spiritually the children of Abraham. I'm a child of Abraham. You're a child of Abraham. And how do we get that way? Because we believe the way Abraham believed. And we all became children of Abraham by faith. So now look, Abraham has become the father of many nations because there are believers now from every tribe and tongue and people and nation on the earth. So you can see that God gave Abraham this vision of becoming a father of many nations. But Abraham had to believe it for it to come to pass. But God helped him. He gave him mental images. He gave him reminders that every time he went out and looked at the stars, he could remember, that's how many children I'm going to have. So you see, God works through dreams and visions. And he plants a dream and a vision in your heart to help you become the person he wants you to be, which is the person you want to be. They're the same thing when the Holy Spirit is in your heart as the driving force giving you your desires. Another quick example I'll just squeeze in. One summer I was working at Oral Roberts University. Uh, during the summer, it was a summer job. Uh, that was my school, but I took the summer job, you know, to help fund my, my education. And I remember I was working vacuuming the floor of a particular dormitory. And I remember on the second floor, there was a window and outside that window, there was a little robin's nest. I saw the robins coming in and up and out and building and I saw them lay the little aqua-colored eggs that were so pretty. And then I saw the eggs hatch and the little tiny birds begin to grow, you know, and then they grew feathers. And I'll never forget one thing that I saw. The birds got very big and they got to where they were quite mature and they were ready to get out of that nest, but they were still kind of trying to stuff themselves into it. And I remember seeing the birds stand up one by one and they would look up at the sky and they would beat their wings. And I remember thinking, chuckling, you guys, you can't fly yet, but you're sure dreaming, aren't you? You're dreaming of flight. Well, why shouldn't they dream of it? They were built for flight. And what they did while they were dreaming actually helped them develop the musculature that they would need to fulfill that dream. In other words, they got strong through dreaming of flight. You know, before I ever actually became a singer, I dreamed of it. I mean, literally, I would sit on the bed at night and just close my eyes and imagine myself singing for crowds. Well, those dreams came true. And I believe in the same way. Abraham looked up at those stars and imagined all the children that he would have. 
walked through that sand and thought about all the kids that would one day call him Father Abraham, and they do today. And see, here's the deal. This is for you. God has put dreams in your heart. He's put desires in your heart because he's working in you to will his will. And he wants you to dream of those things. And he wants you to do whatever you can do to help see those dreams come to pass. And I will guarantee you this. If you'll do what you can do, he will do what you can't do. Because all things are possible with God. So lift up your eyes from the place where you now are. Look at it. See that dream? It's for you. And you can walk in it. You can become the person you want to be. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. If you'd like to help, just text GIVE to 513-296-8810 and enter the amount you'd like to sow. That's it. And thanks so much for helping us help others.